Yo, well, how's it going, indie wrestling fans? Welcome to Indie Handshake. I am your host, Jesus Cruz, and today I'm joined by my friend, Bart Blackson, a friend that I've met since the 2000s at All Pro Wrestling and then eventually Pro Wrestling Iron. How you doing, brother? Man, couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Yeah, I think the last time I saw you was uh, when you were doing that fundraiser in Santa Cruz and uh, you came into the TV studio to, to uh, promote it. Uh, do you remember that? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that hurt. Yeah, uh, we, we tried to walk all the way around the whole county of, of Santa Cruz nonstop. Right. Uh, well, no sleeping is what it really came down to. You could stop, but you couldn't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was going to be ninety-one miles, and I think I made it seventy-nine miles in thirty-eight hours or something. And uh, then it everything just went bad. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, I didn't want to give up, but uh, the, the support crew I had with me um, found me walking down the middle of a, a very dark road in the middle of nowhere. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, they just thought for my own safety, it was time to call it done. And yeah. they did that. And to be honest, I don't even think I put up a fight. I think I just let it go. And right, right. I realized it couldn't go, you know, and uh, it's better than being splattered across the road. Yeah, didn't someone get hit? I thought someone got hit by a car or something. I think your your other buddy uh, that had, was doing it. Another guy that the, the guy that was doing it with me, yeah, he got uh he got clipped uh, uh, earlier in the night, like at maybe seven or eight at night. Oh uh, man! On a, on a windy mountain road, they came around the corner, and you know he was right on. He was off the road, but they clipped him with a mirror. Damn! Uh, didn't hurt him a bit. He spun, you know, a, a, like a top. He spun yeah. 360 degrees, landed on his feet. Uh, the mirror went shattering across the road. And, uh, you know, I thought the worst. And he thought, hell, nothing's wrong. He kept going. He actually finished the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He actually finished it the next day with my daughter. Okay. And what was what was the uh, fundraiser for again? Uh, we were just trying to feed, uh, you know, kids that were hungry. Because uh, in America, we got a problem with that for some reason. We don't, right. we don't think kids are something. Right, right. Uh, so at that time, it was one in every four kids was missing a meal uh, in Santa Cruz County itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started working with a, a, a nonprofit that said they fed kids. Uh, but I never saw them feed kids. Oh, man. It bugged me and it bugged me in a bad way. And it, it made me wake up to, you know, we need to watch and investigate and, and look into these places we give our hard earned money to. Because right. some of them just don't don't do it. And, and yeah. you think you're doing good and, and really you're just throwing your money away and they're just, you know, if they're talking. I was, and that was yeah. my whole point was talking and I didn't want to talk. I actually wanted to do something that right. shows you're not just talking. Yeah, I always wonder about stuff like that, you know, where you're donating money, where it's actually going to and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, so that, that was a good thing of you that you did that, you know, the fundraiser. And um, yeah, we had you on our, our TV you show. You helped out a- you guys helped out a bunch on that on that show I was on, and yeah, uh, it was amazing how many people uh, of all ages. I mean, there was there was even one uh, fairly old couple that followed us, uh, probably for a mile in their car. Uh, it, it was funny they did it right when we started <laughs> cheering us on. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was yeah. like, man, I wish I'd have had them about thirty hours in because <laughs> we're going bad then. Yeah. So, uh, but it was good, and, and the exposure was fantastic. And, yeah. Uh, we did what we we set out to do. We didn't we didn't end hunting by any means. Uh, right. uh, we just didn't get there. 
Right. I, so, sometimes I, I almost wonder if they want you to even solve that problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, switching gears a little bit, talking now diving into pro wrestling, standard question, you know, how, how did you get interested in watching wrestling and how did you find local wrestling in, in your area? Yeah, this, this is going to go into stuff that probably most people don't know. I don't even know if you know. Uh, when I was a younger guy, uh, I was 17, uh, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, to the point that they told me I had a couple months to, to live. Oh, wow. Um, and they said if I were to get lucky and live, you know, uh, I certainly wouldn't have kids. And there'd be a whole lot of other things that would go bad in my life. Um, but I proved all that wrong. Uh, I have two kids. Uh, they're grown adults now. And uh, one's actually becoming a, a professional boxer. Okay. So I hope she does real well with that. Um, but the way I got into wrestling was, is uh, I'd watched wrestling as a little kid. But then when I was laying in a hospital bed for nine months straight, um, it was on. And it, it took your mind and, and let your mind go other places than the crap you were dealing with. And after that, I decided that that's, I'd like to be able to give that to somebody else. You know, somebody else is having a hard time. They come watch wrestling. And if you could take their mind off the crap right. just a little bit. Um, you didn't bring them happiness, but you, you gave them an escape. And, uh, and, and, you know, you grew up in that time frame and, you know, the wrestlers were badasses, you know, it was, it, it wasn't as much uh, theatrical as it is now. And, um, but it was, you know, it was just something I loved. And uh, APW, right. uh, when I started searching for uh, how to get into the wrestling business, I had not a clue how you did it. And, uh, APW came up in a search I did, uh, and it, it, it was about an hour and a half from where I lived. So I went up there and met Roland and, and Mike and Donovan and, and Vinny Massaro, mm-hmm. and Jardy France. There was a couple others there. I'm sure I'm forgetting. What year was um, what year was this? 1999. 99. Okay. 99, uh, and I was old to be considered getting into the business. I mean, I was. Uh, I think I was pushing. 28 or 29. Okay. So, uh, and against all doctors that said my body wouldn't take it, mm-hmm. uh, I, I did it anyway. And, and don't get me wrong, the doctors, to an extent, are, they were right. My, my body suffered from it's a chemotherapy that weakens everything down. And your body just has a hard time dealing with some things. And then, uh, of course, you take a major beating and and pro wrestling, whether yeah. everybody uh, believes that or not. It, it, uh, none of us get out of that unscathed. Right. And how was uh, training? Like, you started training. How was it going from a fan of pro wrestling until you, now you're actually doing it, now you're taking bumps? What were some of the shocks uh, that came with it? Like, oh, shit, like, this really hurts. The <laughs> it, it's the workload. It's not, uh, yeah, bumps hurt. Uh, you do bumps correctly. They hurt less. Right. They still hurt. Um, but it's the workload. It's, it's not just about being, you know, bumping. You look at pro wrestling today. And, I mean, yeah, we see a few people that are, we wouldn't consider them in good shape uh, by looking at them. They are, uh, they can all go, you know, and uh, trying to train and take the bump. You got to, you got to train hours, of, hours and hours a week. And then, you know, you have to uh, 
you have to physically condition yourself. Right. Uh, APW provided some of that with a, a guy by the name of Greg Thurston. Yep. He'd come in and, and help us out with that. Uh, but he couldn't do it all on his own. So, you know, you had to do it at home. You had to, you know, work out. Uh, I didn't live near the gym, so more of it was on. Uh, I didn't have the ability to just go to the gym and work out and do practice. I had to, I was getting up at four, going to the gym. Uh, I'd go to work. I'd put in my eight there, and, and then I'd head up to uh, APW, and, you know, I'd wrestle until nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then you go back down and start over again the next day. And uh, it's just a workload, and it, it's a lot of workload. It's not, um, everybody just thinks it's all, you go in there and there's nothing to it. Couldn't be further from the truth. It's yeah. a lot. And it, and it's more than just even the bumps. It's you have Mike Modest telling you you're selling it wrong. And, uh, you know, <laughs> if you bump wrong, uh, now you're hurt. And, and we had several of those where people were hurt. And I mean, I was hurt several times, uh, but it's my own fault. You know, it's uh, you get, they teach you to protect you. And, and that's the biggest deal is protecting you because nobody else. Yeah. Some of them are protecting you, but some of them aren't so good at it. Yeah. So uh, APW was awesome. You know, uh, Vinny Massaro was, uh, he was the instructor I was dealing with the most. You had Mike Modest, uh, Donovan Morgan. Absolutely. You had Roland. Uh, but Vinny was more hands-on every day. Uh, Vinny was nice. Um, he lived there or nearby, mm-hmm. but he was always there. So anytime you wanted to come on a Saturday, Sunday, uh, you'd come in there and, and do some extra uh, ring work and, and talk about things. And um, it, it was a good fit. You know, it was a good fit, a great way to get your foot in the door. It had a name behind it. It had, it had Michael Modest and, and Donovan Morgan and uh, uh, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget his name. Uh, <laughs> uh, Max Justice had Max Justice and Boyce Legrand and, uh, you had all those names in there. Right. Uh, it was it, it was a very complete promotion, you know, from the training, from the conditioning with Greg Thurston to promo classes. How how were you? I have I have a lot of your promos. So how how were you in that department? Jardy France, Sean Patrick O'Doul, August 3rd, Samoan Flag Day, San Francisco, California. We're in a three-way dance. The way I see it is I have the only advantage of winning that match. Jardy France has a broken hand. Sean Patrick O'Doul has a broken shoulder. August 18th, Saturday, Vallejo, California. Seven foot two, 400 pound, Dalip Singh, who's been running all over APW. He's taken on the biggest and the baddest, and he's taken them all out. On the 18th, he has to face Tommy Blaze, who is fresh off his vacation, which I'm sorry they had to bring you in. This is terrible. Promo classes are, that's a weird thing. Uh, talking to you or, 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 or talking to anybody, a human being in front of me, uh, I, I can get involved in that. Talking to a camera, I, this thing is just looking at you. And you got a guy behind it that's just looking at you, you know, and, and he's messing around with things and, and, and you're, you're trying to be mad or, or whatever you're trying to convey. But I'm talking to an inanimate object and, and that was, it was tough. It was really, that wasn't easy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and then they ask you things that, uh, 
you know, that they're not really even relevant. It, it, you know, whoever's going to ask you a question and, and in promo class, especially, right? Because you're supposed to be able to talk about anything at any time, right. anywhere. It just takes time to get used to that. I, I know the way that I finally got away from having a problem with it. Uh, Mike Modest and I were cutting a, a promo and I want to say it was in, I don't think it was Angel's Camp, but it, uh, maybe later. But anyway, he, him and I were jawing at each other and, and he slapped me. And I had no more issues after that. Uh, okay, it's for real now. And, and let's just get down to business. I, I'd rather not talk, rather just get in the ring and, and let's get to work. You know, let's, uh, let's show what we got and right. see where it goes, you know, and sometimes you do good and sometimes, well, not so much. Yeah. So signing up at it, when you signed up at APW, what was your goal in wrestling? Was it just to work locally or did you, did you have in mind, like, you know, maybe I could go to a WWE, a WWF at the time, WCW. Yes, uh, I, that was the ultimate goal. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are certain guys that just want to work local, and that's good. Uh, mine was to get to a position where I could do two things. One was I could, I could take people's mind off the crap that they're dealing with, mm-hmm. which you can do locally. Uh, the second one was is that I wanted to go visit kids in, in, uh, in cancer institutions, Ronald McDonald House, wherever. Mm-hmm. and uh, just be able to sit down with them and let them know that that's where I came from. And, and I didn't ever want to forget where I came from because uh, it, it's really what pulled me through it, you know. Um, it really was. And I, I don't want that just to sound, you know, cliche or, you know, uh, I'm just saying it. it. It held a special part in my heart. Really. Uh, that was all going on, you know. And I really wanted to give that back. And, and didn't quite make it to my dreams. Um, but, you know, at least I didn't sit down on the couch and just think about it, mm-hmm. get up and go try it. You know, mm-hmm. we were not always, always successful. So, uh, but I don't miss, uh, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. If I could go back and my body would take it, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. I just don't, uh, I don't believe either of those are the cases. Mm-hmm. And you were introduced into other styles of wrestling, you know, there's a little bit of Lucha with the Jardy France and them. And then there's definitely a Japanese influence. So did you start watching Japanese matches because of like Mike Modest and Donovan Morgan? Like, or, or were you kind of just thinking like, I just want to kind of do American brawling style. Yeah. I, I'm not exactly built for uh, Lucha style whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> I'm just not. My uh, body doesn't work that way. You know, uh, I'm more of a, a brick wall standing in front of you, and you got to come try and knock it down. Uh, it's amazing how fast those guys are. And I'm, it's amazing. Uh, you know, Jardy France, he'd hit you five times. You didn't even know the first one was coming. <laughs> uh, and then you get a real wake up call. Uh, I had a, a match with Masawa, and it was just amazing how quick those guys are. And you have to have some kind of answer for them. Uh, more than just get out of the ring, <laughs> right. you know, and sometimes when it's too fast, that's what you do. You know, you, you need to collect your thoughts and get the hell out of there. You don't need to stand there and get beat on. So uh, I'd like it. I wish I could be as fast as those guys. I think I would have done better in the business. had I been a little quicker uh, and not just been a, you know, 
it's almost like a, a ditch digger, you know, we just set off in one path and off we go. And, you know, I didn't have the, the thousand move repertoire. I didn't have, it. Uh, I just had the ones I had. And you got to do the best you can with what you got. Right. You know, I knew that, uh, I tried doing, let's call it a, a lucha move. It probably wasn't. I mean, you, you can see anybody out there in the world do this, but I did one over the top. Right? Um, and it was good. Uh, and it was effective. And matter of fact, that's what I missed in the match with Masala. Yeah. I missed it all. Uh, I, I missed remember the move. That. I and, remember that. And it was a good move, and I missed it. <laughs> and, and, and there goes the match. You know, you're done. <laughs> so, and, and, and they're not going to let you miss something and let you keep going. That just, uh, that's a, it was an opening, and they took it. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I like watching. Lucha, I like watching um, two guys that are very versatile. It's almost the same as okay, you have Lucha and they're doing their thing, right? Their style. And then you watch some guys that can really uh, graphic. And when they grapple, it is uh, beyond insane. Uh, when you see them trading moves back and forth and they're doing escapes and, and they just come out and you see a lot of it now in MMA, right? You're seeing these submissions come out of absolutely nowhere. Right. And uh, that stuff's amazing to me that they can think that quick and their body can do what it needs to do and, and, and do with it. It's just amazing. You know, and right. I think a lot of people don't understand how talented pro wrestlers really are because they're talented in which they're, they're athletically in shape. Their minds work quick um, and they can take a serious amount of abuse. Right. And the abuse is the big part. You know, you get the delete singing and they're hitting you. Mm-hmm. it hurts and i mean it it hurts you know and uh i i remember one time he chopped me and he chopped me and he cut one nipple on uh, he cut my right nipple <laughs> and he cut my left nipple on the same shot <laughs> his hand covered my whole chest <laughs> and, and they wandered and, and, and then I, I rolled out of the ring right i wasn't gonna take any more i'm like the hell with this i'm out of here i can't like that you know and Later on, I know that uh, Michael Modest came up to me and goes, well, why'd you get out of the ring? Why would I want to stay there and keep taking that? And then, you can't stop that. Uh, uh, you know, you've got to beat Delete Singh with, with power, with, with speed. You can't beat him with I think they're going to go against him in power. I, I remember a training class we did. There was four of us, four guys. My size, uh, I know, I know um, it wasn't Drago, it was... Uh, Ours Lager was in there with me, and there was two other guys, and we were shoot wrestling, elite center. Four of us. He pinned all four of us at the same time. Shit. Literally pinned all four of us at the same time. And you're like, you just can't beat it. You know, it's just it's, <laughs> of a guy, you know, and I just I saw it. he's going in the Hall of Fame. I, I saw that yeah. the other day. So yeah. Which is cool. That that's that's good news right there. Yeah, it, was, it, 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 it must be cool to see someone that you trained with, someone that you spent a lot of time with, you know. Yes, and and uh, you know another one is, is Tom Caster. You know, mm-hmm. most people don't. Uh, he was our ref. Uh, that guy, he, he pulled me out of some bad bad places. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it's great to see him working in uh, in the professional end of this and. Uh, I, I did just see not hurt again, but hopefully that'll heal up and he can go back. But he's, he's on year number four. So uh, that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, he actually doesn't live too far from here. And, 
And neither does Donovan, from what I understand. I haven't run into it. Maybe one day. Right. So going before we get into Pro Wrestling Iron, let's talk about your debut match. Uh, I believe you debuted at APW, right? Yeah. And- I, I debuted uh, a tag team match is what I debuted with. Um, Lars Dogger. Lars Dogger, me against the Leap Sing. Was this at the they gym had, or was this at a at a venue like a like a? This was at a venue. This was at a King of Indies. Oh, okay. Uh, you know. Oh, that was your debut match. Uh, on an, an actual match, not just a APW gym wars. Right. Uh, so that was my first actual match, and uh, the, and this is I the first. This is the first King Indies. Yes. Yes. Uh, Daniel Daniel Bryan won that, didn't he? No, that was I the second. That, that was the Daniel second Bryan one. Was the one. That was the second. Was it? Yeah. The first the, one. Who won that? The first one. It was Christopher Daniels, and it was in uh, Galt. Now it wasn't that one. This one was on uh, the island. Uh, yeah, Mare Island. Up there in the Bay Area. Yeah. That that's where I. Uh, it was the leap thing. Yeah. He uh, he destroyed both of us. Pretty bad. <laughs> What uh, what gimmick be, what gimmick were you using there? Was it Billy Bricks or is that was that a rib name? No, that was Billy Bricks was uh was my first name. That okay. really and <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, my first name was given to. Uh, that wasn't I came up with that at all. Uh, my second name, uh, Mark Waxon, uh, that actually came from a, a phone book. Oh, Believe yeah? it or not, <laughs> it came from a phone book. Uh, we had talked about a first name. And we all, uh, it was Modest mostly. Modest and I came up with Bart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we were going back and forth on other names. And uh, one day uh, he just called and said, you need to pick a name. And uh, I worked for the uh, state of California. And I was on a, a, on a roadside. And there was a, a phone book right there. And I flipped it open. And I started flipping through the bees and, the name was spelled different than what we ended up spelling mine, but that's how my second name came actually about. You know, the, the, the persona didn't change. And, and I don't even know how I got the persona I got. I, I don't view myself completely that way. I mean, I, I, I go forward. Um, somehow I got, they, they, everybody felt that I drank some. I, <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, if you're going to go in there as a, a fight and a, a brawler, style right uh, drinking is probably usually part of that part of that issue so yeah. yeah it fit to an extent i mean in my in my younger days i was i was that way and mm-hmm. maybe that's just what that's what a lot of people think i guess i it worked it fit it wasn't hard to get to that character whatsoever right uh, you know even when i got uh, frank murdoch as my uh, tag partner Right. Uh, that's it. And both of us fit that style. And, you know, well, we're both built the same. We both can't move. Um, we don't have that lucha where we can fly and, you know, just slow and steady and try to outthink the other guy and see if it works. Right. Right. And we'll talk about, you know, t- t- teaming up with Frank and them uh, a little bit later. But uh, what are some of your memorable, memorable, most memorable moments from APW? Be it ribs, be it you know in training. There's there's good ones and bad ones. I I mean uh, there were some unfortunate things that happened at APW that uh, 
I know that several of the guys still think about it. I still think about it. Mm-hmm. Wish I could have done different stuff to, to make that go away and, and do it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best ones were really the, uh, really were, were the shows. Whether it was a gym show or, or we were out on a show, those, those were my best times, you know, it, setting up rings and, 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 you know, starting your career off. Uh, those things are your, just what you remember. The fans, all of a sudden the fans know you. And I mean, it, it, it's an overnight deal. They don't know you. They don't know you. Oh, they know you. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start feeling like uh, the work has paid off. And, and, and you're just starting to chase dreams. And, uh, you know, APW gave me uh, a lot of opportunity. Uh, you know, Donovan Morgan and, and, and Mike, uh, they pushed for me hard, you know. And, uh, they really did. I didn't have a long career at APW. Uh, we went to uh, Iron pretty quick after I, I actually started having matches. Right. Um. And, and more of my memories come from that, you know, uh, uh, Crash Hauling, mm-hmm. that stuff was, uh, uh, we did a big show in, in Santa Cruz, my hometown. And uh, I think that was one of my favorites. Uh, another favorite was Angel's Camp. I, I love going to Angel's Camp. I seem to do well up there. So mm-hmm. that was always good. That was, yeah. And, and it's, the, it, it, it's really the people you're, you're with all the time, you know. Right. Uh, you see you guys every day and you know you guys are always trying to do your part of the business you know where you're trying to capture what the hell we're doing you know and sometimes that's good and bad you know I mean there's times that we're like get the hell out of my face and then there's other times like hey how come you haven't taken a picture of me in a while yeah. <laughs> what's going on here yeah. you know you don't like me a lot you know so it, 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 but it's all of it, it it's the refs it, it's you guys it's it's um you know, the wrestlers that they you, you bring in from other parts of the country, see how different things are trained. And it's just one of the best schools ever. And I, I can see why those guys that, uh, you know, they, they, they make it up to WWE and all that. I, I get it. And that's why they put themselves through what they put themselves through. Right. If you think it's for the money, it's not. And the, you know, you, you look at uh, Triple H and, and just look at some of the injuries that have happened in the WWE. And that, that takes a, that's a toll. And it's a heavy, it's a heavy toll that it takes on your body. I mean, you don't see too many old guys running around at the wrestlers. You just don't, right. you know, and uh, the downsides to all that are, you know, <clears throat> if you're hurt bad enough and you still got to wrestle, then, you know, you got to take stuff that dump, numbs your pain off and, yeah, you just don't want that problem to get out of control, you know. And it's it, yeah, but uh, APW, you know, it like I said, it was the it was the people, and the, and then gym wars were always great, right? Because it's uh, it's not always the same fans, but there's a lot of them that show up every single time, and right? They're following the storylines, and and they know it, you know, they know some stuff is going to happen, uh, and then you know we were close enough that we all hung out even when we weren't. Uh, you know, at war with each other. We, we fought through things. And some of the funniest ones are, you know, we all, one night everybody wanted to get dressed up for Halloween, right? Uh, I didn't drink at the time at all. So I was designated driver, which that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd rather in that case is not drive me around anyway. So we all, I took them over to San Francisco. And these guys started a fight. 
Mills Road. I mean, they started an absolute brawl and, and they were working, but everybody, nobody knew they were working and they're all dressed up in costumes and, you know, but they're out there working. And, and it was, it was a great time. I mean, there's a ton of people around. Cops are getting called. <laughs> These guys are just working. They're just having a good, good time. And, and those are the memories that you just sit there and laugh about later on. You're like, you know, nobody knew that that was, it was just a work, you know, and it was. Uh, and then I have to get them out of there and, you know, I'll get caught. So <laughs> it, it was all those things. You know, it, it, another one was taking the leap scene to a movie. You want to talk about crazy because he talks through the whole damn movie. <laughs> and, and, and we went to see something with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he kept just saying, you know, a great bicep. And he said it's the damn loud that everybody can hear it. <laughs> but nobody's going to say anything to that guy. <laughs> you know, and, and you're like, you know, uh, you keep trying to tell him to shut up. Well, that doesn't work either. So yeah. um, those things. And, and then the new guys that come in, you know, and we're, all, we're all doing ribs on them. It's just a good, good time. Right. And, and it, it, it needs to be that because it has to offset that. It just does. You. If it's just you go there, you do your training and you leave and you don't pay attention to the people around you, chances are you're not going anywhere in the business anyway. But you need that offset so that you feel you feel good about you know the people you're around and 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 really wrestling is a lot of trust. It really is. You you have to trust those guys, uh, right? Because and as we know, your life is on the line, right? And and uh, <laughs> so as, you, as you mentioned, you know, as soon as you started uh, having matches, the PWI APW split happened. You know, what what's your take on that? And and did you feel like? Uh, going into iron you know was there a, a, a feeling like oh we can't talk to apw guys anymore we can't work apw guys outside of here anymore was there did you feel any of that i think that was there i'm i'm not uh i'm not the type of person that's gonna sit there and worry about somebody else uh, i never heard from the iron guys hey we're not gonna work in apw I don't know if it's true or not, but I would believe it came from the other side because I, I know there was tension and, and obviously there should have been, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, um, it wasn't, Hey, we're not going to work that, that I never heard those words spoken. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe that to be true. Okay. Uh, no, we didn't have hatred toward them. I didn't, I don't hate, uh, I mean, hate's a big, strong word. I just, um, you know, it, it, it was kind of like the, the guys that went to Iron wanted to do things different. And uh, they did well for a long time. Uh, they really did. I mean, going from having absolutely zero to, to what they ended up doing was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to buy that there's a whole bunch, at least not on our end. Um, I, I just don't, I don't think there was. I mean, I, I know that there was some, there were some bad feelings about how, and, and I'll put myself in there, how we went to iron and, and, and the way in which we did it. I, I, and to be honest with you, as I'm, you know, years down the road, we probably should have done that a little different. Mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. Um, I know 
um, before Roland's passing that, uh, you know, I had a lot of good talks with Roland and I hung out with him before he passed. And, you know, I, I still miss the guy. Um, he's about as funny as they get. Just, just being him, you know, <laughs> just being him with, it was a riot. And, and you know, uh, Roland did a lot for me. And, you know, God rest his soul. I, I hope everything is perfect on the other side of this place. Uh, you know, maybe we get to do some wrestling later on. Yeah. So now that now you're in iron, uh, tell us how it was training under Rick Thompson for that uh, short period of time that he was, he was around iron. Rick was, uh, Rick was actually a, a fairly good sized man, but he could move. He could, uh, he looked so fluid in the ring. Like, like it was like a dance, you know, and that's the part where you got to try to get comfortable with, uh, not being robotic or, you know, tripping over yourself. But I mean, he reminded more boxer. Uh, his footwork was amazing. His uh, knowledge of the business was insane. And he, he was willing to teach you anything you wanted to learn. All you had to do was ask him. That's all you had to do. I, I, I was training the beginners in, in iron for a little bit. Uh, but Rick was there. And, you know, and, 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 you know, Mike Modest had even more, and on it, both of them, I felt had more hands on in iron than they were at APW. Now, with that being said, APW, at the time that I came into APW, Mike Modest and Donovan were headed to Japan. You know, Crash Hall had already gone. Uh, so you, you had you had Bison Smith, you had Mike Modest and Donovan uh, and Vinny. But Mike Modest and Donovan were really starting to do tours in Japan. You know, and then they go over there and they you know, three weeks or whatever, and then they come home for a week and uh, tough schedule on those guys. Mm -hmm. But when we went to iron, they, they were, they were more hands-on. And, and I know they were trying to, you know, to nurture the, the relationship with Noah. I know mm -hmm. they were. Mm -hmm. And, and they did it. They did a good job at it, you know, and, you know, I think there's some, some breaks that weren't given um, to those two. I think that those two, I could I can see either of them mm -hmm. in WWE. I, I mean, uh, Mike Modest is a <laughs> he's a great worker, but his facial expressions absolutely sell it, no matter what. And and I mean, it could be the craziest spot of a lifetime, right? Just the dumbest thing he could think of, and he could pull it off. If I go out there and try it, I look like an idiot, but he could pull it off, and it. it uh, I wish I had the knowledge I have today when I was back then. Because the whole world would be there. But right. That's yeah. why we don't get it. Mike, Mike was very talented, not only in his wrestling abilities, but his his charisma and everything. I remember he did the commentary alongside of Ron Head for that Hot August fights, uh, where you wrestled uh, Lars Dogger, and I remember the whole time he's just ragging on your gear. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, he's wearing his mother's uh, 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 tablecloth or kitchen tablecloth or something like That's that. Right. <laughs> and it's probably a good thing that we can't hear that while we're wrestling. <laughs> because, A, you're, you're either going to laugh 
or you're going to go start a fight. It's one of the two <laughs> things that's going to happen. Uh, but you, your match ends, and, and then, you know, you go back to, to see where you went wrong or what you did right. You start hearing this commentary, you know, and, and, and yeah, I, I think I was, I, I think I was drunk and wearing my mom's tablecloth at that for my first, for my first match. And <laughs> it, that's what I mean. The guy, the guy just thinks off the top of his head at 9,000 miles an hour. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's just awesome. You know, I, 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 my, I, I still talk to Mike and, uh, you know, we, we're on, we're on a couple of media platforms together and sometimes we just get on there and chat. Right. Uh, I think I think in his older years now, um, and I haven't mentioned this to him. So if he watches this, I think the guy needs to go into storytelling and just let pick a subject and let him go. And and I bet he comes up with a story that I mean, my God, everybody in the planet will listen to it because he, right. he is that charismatic. He's that believable. Yeah. Um. He would be a great salesman on that because he makes you think everything is real and and he was great at ribs because his facial expression wouldn't change even when he's feeding you the biggest line of crap it, it's just a good time and and you know i i, I hope like i know what he's doing and i, I hope he's doing you know uh, I, I hope he's finding all the happiness in the world man because I, I think the world of the guy so, you know, you got, you got to work uh, Bison Smith, you know, the late great Bison Smith a lot. So tell us some of your favorite uh, memories of, of Bison. Uh, and, and, and Bison, Bison friend, Bison Smith and I were, were really close friends. Uh, APW, uh, we both went to Iron same time. Uh, we would hang out. Um, I remember him going to Puerto Rico and, um, Angels Camp was a big, that was a big event for me. You know, I, I actually made it to a title, a, a title shop. Uh, you, you wish it was a title shop that wasn't against Bison Smith. That's a, that's a big hurdle. That's a big man. That's a powerful, powerful guy. Uh, what most people don't know is uh, that's one of the nicest guys on this damn planet. Uh, he cared. Uh, he cared about the business. He cared about his friends. Um, and he generally was upset if he hurt something. And, and he just, you know, sometimes we lose that in, in big guys. You just, uh, you don't think that they, they have that empathy. Uh, Mark did, that's for sure. Uh, you know, we'd hang out on, on weekends that neither of us were working. And, uh, he was great to work with. Um, he was actually a big guy that, that can move. Uh, and, and I mean, he's big. That, that was just one solid, solid man. Um, you know, he played football for, I think it was Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. a championship team in college ball. So, uh, you know, I, I love I loved Mark. I really did. And uh, one part about the wrestling business I don't like is how many of them die so damn young. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we've lost quite a few just from the people I've trained with. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I'm not that old, you know, and yeah, you just hear about it and it, it, it breaks your heart. You know, I mean, uh, we did some road trips together and that was fun. And Mark was just a good cut up guy, you know, and, uh, but if you're going to be around Mark, you better be ready to, uh, lift weights and train and, 
Uh, he thought about it all the time. And, uh, that mohawk he had. <laughs> it just, it, 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 it's like you said. Know, right. it's, it's that a lot of people don't get to see the other side of the wrestling business where these guys are your friends and, you know, yeah, you're going to go out there and work and, and you're going to hurt each other and you're going to do those things. But, you know, later on down the road, you're still friends. You, know, you still care about the guy and you're happy to see him when they walk through the door. Um, and that sucks that we don't get to do that anymore with him because I know for sure that uh, his career was cut short. Yeah. Uh, I think he would, he had definitely gone on. Um, and, and he was humble enough to always remember where he came from. So, you know, there'd be no doubt in my mind that you know, we'd still be talking to him. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just not the way it was all planned out for that one. Yeah. And another guy that went, that went too soon to crash Holly. Um, I know you got to work with him and train with him. So how was that? Um, some of your favorite memories with crash. My favorite memory with crash. And I, I remember this was a show in Santa Cruz and, and, and I didn't have a tag part. And, uh, heck, I couldn't get one. You know, I just couldn't get one. And out of nowhere, crash Holly showed up and he came through there and, he, he, that's just, uh, you know, what people saw of him in, in WWE, uh, it was WWF then, maybe, maybe it was WWE. Uh, that, that kid side, you know, when he was doing the hardcore champion, right? And you'd see him in arcades and crap. And that's Crash Hall. That, that's him. That's, uh, you know, that's just his personality. He, he didn't have to play to do that. That was just who that guy was. Very talented wrestler. Uh, he was great on a mic, and he could work. He, he could. He didn't need spot after spot after. Spot. He just didn't need it. He could just work, and he could. He could bring that crowd, uh, the audience, right along on the ride with him. Right. I mean, the highs, the lows, the the explosive parts, and then you know the finish. And uh, I, I remember one. It was in that match. And, and uh, our opponents have brought a cowbell to the damn ring. Oh, uh, Shane Cody, right? Yeah. And they go to hit us. They go to hit, uh, they go to hit him and he ducks or something. Anyway, he gets the cowbell and he goes and hits him. Well, meanwhile, while he hits him with it, he cuts his finger, his little finger. I mean, he just cuts the tip of his little finger with the cowbell. And that guy starts acting like somebody just shot him. Right, and I mean, he's around, and you think, "Oh my God, he's hurt!" <laughs> and you run over there to check on the guy. You know, he's like, that's Jack Parker. <laughs> he's like, I, "I don't know, I don't know, I just don't know if I'm hurt. I just don't know." You know, you have I don't know. You know, and uh, Tom's there, and Tom's talking to him, and Tom's pulling me away, going, "I don't know if he's all right." You know, and and, and then you come to find out, he, he nicked his little finger. And, so he was working, even the workers, while we worked. Right, right. And, and he just, he was just. He made wrestling, you know, more fun. Right. Uh, that was the only time I got to work with Crash Holly, and that was uh, one show before he passed away. Yeah. Uh, he went one more back, I think, in Orlando, and then passed away. Uh, his funeral sucked. But, yeah. But, you know, another, another one yeah, gone too early, you know, and but he made it to the, you know, the big leagues. And right. I certainly knew his name, you know, and. Uh, but he was just, he was just a, a kid that wanted to wrestle and it was fun and he made it, he made it fun. 
Yeah. And, and, and he can cut a problem. And talk to us about the transition. Um, not only were you working at Iron and training at Iron, but now you're also a, a trainer. You, so yep. you went from trainee to trainer. So tell us about how that switch happened. And was it something that you wanted to do? I remember just because I was going there so much, I would, I would, I would get in the ring once in a while too. I don't remember you were, so you gave me a Japanese suit oh, yeah. one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, 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 you know, um, I, I, I would say I, I like the training more than I like, I, I like training, being a trainer uh-huh. versus being a trainee more. And I think that's because you get to see the growth of it. You get to see the person that uh, can't do a bump. I mean, at all. We, we, we had some people, and I, I won't mention their names, they're good people. They just, they weren't athletically inclined. This is back in AP, and I mean, just doing a somersault was weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of work. But then one day they get it, you know. And then as that progresses, you know, you start doing bigger things, belly to belly, Japanese. And I mean, you, and then you're going to make up your own, move, you know. And now you got to find dang guinea pig to, to let you try it out, you know, and see what the effectiveness of it is, how it looks. And, you know, you have uh, you guys come in and, you know, we, we want to see it. That's why the, the gym shows are so important is that you can try things there and see how they look on tape because that's what matters is, is how it looks to the audience and how it looks on tape. And that all matters. The training was I liked the training, you know, and iron kind of. I felt iron kind of got away from. The physical training, uh, meaning uh, how your body looks. I mean, we harped it. We harped it every day, every second, you know, and you'd see guys blown up in there and they, they can't move after two minutes. And, but we'd harp on it, but we didn't, we didn't feel that we needed to waste that time on, on working people out, uh, lifting weights or whatever, cardio. That, we, we felt that was them. Uh, you go do that. Uh, you you want to be successful, we're going to tell you how to get there. But it wasn't, uh, we didn't have a Greg Thurston coming in. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. Everybody would ask, you know, they'd ask the guys at Ridge Shape, how, how are you doing that? What are you, what's your regiment and all that stuff? It was good. I, I like, but I like being a trainer more than I like. Uh, heck, you can, you can teach people to do things that you're thinking in your head <laughs> and you didn't have to take the complete beating over it. But yeah. it was, it was more than you, you got to see them and then. Let's say, let's say Mike and Donovan and, and, and Bison all went on tour and they'd come back and they, they left, you, like, you know, hey, you need to teach that beginner's class. And they come back after two weeks and really you're getting evaluated because it's not about them that you're teaching. They're sitting there going, hey, we put you in charge to teach this. How come we got people that can't do it? And I actually think you learn more. You, you learn a lot from being the trainee. Right, and your trainers instructing you. But I, for me, it was a little bit easier to see the things I do wrong by watching other people. And you go, oh, my, that, maybe that's how I look. So I, I, I like that better. I, I did. Um, but it's all good. You know, it, it doesn't hurt nearly as bad. I mean, you mess up a bump, and, uh, you know, there's time Vinny to make me do it, you know, 50 times, and you get it wrong. And then, you know, as a trainer, you do the same thing back because you know 
that's what's going to save them. That's what's going to keep them healthy as long as you can keep them healthy. Right. And before we get into uh, iron folding, uh, t- tell us how it was tag teaming with Frank Murdoch. And <laughs> you guys, did you guys have a name, like a tag team name or not? I know Buddy Satello was your guys' manager, but I don't know if you guys actually had a, a name, no. like a tag name, right? There, there was never a name. Uh, I don't know. I, you'd probably know this, how, how they even build us out. Um, I don't think we were family. Uh, we were undefeated. That, that, that's a fact. We, we were never defeated as a tag team. Uh, it, it's kind of nice being partnered up with someone that's been in the business a long time. It's nice because they're experienced at what's going on. They know how things are going to go. The downside to that is, is if they don't, um, if they're not, if, if they feel that, hey, you know, they're wrestling to be um, in front of hometown crowds, right, or small venues, but your dream is to be over here in a bigger venue, you have to risk more to, to get to those bigger those bigger deals to some degree. I'm not saying you need to go out there and do backups and all that. You know, there, there's a lot of guys that wrestle the same way I do. I, I mean, there's a ton of them. You, you have to stand out and, and trying to stand out. I didn't want us just to be a, a two sets of Cowboys that, you know, come in there and that's how we fight is just straight up. And, um, but you learn a lot of different sides of the business because you have someone so experienced in the business. Um, you know, you get to watch the Frank Murdochs and, uh, and, and the Michael Modest and the Donovans, and you, you get to watch them, and you see how they're they're maneuvering through the business, and and where to push and when to push and when not to, and when to sit there and shut up, and and that's that was a tough one for me is when to shut up. And obviously, I have that issue in my life. If it's on my mind, I'm going to say it, and sometimes that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, can't can't uh, can't please everybody. Right. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I'm not here to make friends. So, uh, what were your thoughts when Iron uh, folded, and what did you do after after processing Iron? I got pretty hurt. Uh, I tore a shoulder completely out, uh, all three parts of it, um, before they fold, and they folded while I was hurt. I don't know that I would have been able to come back. Um, You know, we all have personal lives and now I had two kids I'm trying to raise and, um, and the injury was, it was bad. You know, it it required surgery uh, some years later that finally it it just gave up. My arm went completely numb. It didn't work. Um, You know, you had to, you actually had to grab a hold of it to move it. Finally I had it fixed up. Um, I wish I could have seen iron grow to its potential in some capacity, whether I didn't wrestle there anymore or whatever. I wish I could have seen that uh, play out a lot longer than what it did. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I, it changes people's lives. I mean, a, a business like that in, in the wrestling industry, you change people's lives. Uh, you, you change the wrestlers' lives. You change the audience's lives. 
you, uh, you get to do good things. You know, I mean, uh, you look at some of the, the big time guys now, you know, that uh, they go and, you know, you see them doing good things in the world. And, you know, they, they haven't forgotten their roots. And, and I think a lot of wrestlers, uh, I'd say the majority of wrestlers don't forget they started. And they, they know what brought them to where they're at. And they're willing to give back, you know. And uh, I just wish I would have seen Iron go a lot longer than that. I really do. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think that I was ever involved in uh, or privy to why they decided to, to, to be done. Um, and I certainly know that, you know, I would only had one or two choices, you know, you can try to talk them out of it or you can buy it and go on from there. I didn't have it in me in, at, at that time to want to buy it and, and try that. Uh, you know, wrestling, wrestling as an industry has this, this roller coaster effect that it does. You know, it, it gets some real big highs and, and then, it, you know, it'll dip down for a while. And then, it, and then it comes back and, and, and you can actually, if you look at it, you can actually put names to those highs and lows. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in WWE, you, you see the rocks and the stone folds and, um, you know, Undertaker, obviously, right? I mean, the guy better known for <laughs> a long time. <laughs> but, you know, you, you see the storylines and, and, and get a good storyline going and two guys that can really go and you'll see a high come out. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, Iron, I, I honestly think Iron was started in a low. And I just don't think we ever made it to a peak. Mm-hmm. I think it was coming. I just don't think we got there. And, right. and I wish we would. I really do. I wish I'd have been part of that. Right. Now, in Iron and APW, you know, they would run shows everywhere from Angels Camp to Lathrop to Galt to King City. What, what, uh, is there a favorite road story that you have? Or it could be, you know, it could be more than one, but uh, any favorite road stories from, from those trips? I, I, it won't be much wrestling related. Mm-hmm. Angels camp. First time they ever sent me to Angels camp. I go rolling up into this town and, and I'm, most people want to look it up. Angels camp's a five streets. I mean, that's all it is. It's got an old school downtown, like uh, 1880s looking stuff. Right. And the uh, first time I went in there, I, I rolled into that town and there was a gunfight on the street. Oh, right on the main street. Right? There's a gunfight. <laughs> and uh, uh, my background is, is that, you know, I hunt and fish and do those things. And you know, I, I, hell, I had a gun in the truck. <laughs> and, and I'm stopped at this end of the street and I'm watching the gunfight. And I don't know if I should turn around. I don't know. <laughs> if you're trying to figure out what the hell you should do. <laughs> then it dawns on me that this is fake. It's a fake gun. Uh, These guys are wearing chaps and they're coming out of a sling, shooting each other. And guys falling down over there and guys falling down. Over there. And, but it took like 10 minutes to figure all that out. I, I mean, there's people everywhere. They're just laying down, right? Like they're dead. And it's just one of those that you just never know what you're going to see until you get there. You know? Yeah. You Fuck, know, imagine, really- imagine if you would have intervened. <laughs> Oh, and I'll, I literally was going to pull my rifle, you know, and, but you see that it's just these things and, and everywhere we went, you know, Clover, right. uh, was another big, uh, it was a citrus, uh, citrus fair. We did, a, we did a show 
you know, it's just different stuff you see everywhere and you got to see different lifestyles everywhere you live. You know, we go to Oregon and wrestle. It's different. You go to Salinas. It's different. You're loved in one town and absolutely hated mm-hmm. in the next. One. Yeah. And you, you never can really figure out why. Yeah. Other than there might be a hometown guy there. and Okay. You're going to wrestle him. But yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the, it's that that just makes the whole thing so exciting and yeah. so much fun. <laughs> you, you forget about the hours of driving uh, and that stuff, you know, Right. Okay, you go down to Pismo and a couple of us would go and, you know, we'd go do something, you know, we'd hang out for a little bit, maybe ride quads in the dunes or whatever. And then you go to the show and after the show, people are like, weren't you guys riding quads this morning? <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just that. It, it, it's just that the whole thing is surrounded by uh, different situations and they just make you, it's just fun. It's just, mm-hmm. but it's the guys. It's the guys are hanging out with it, make it that way. It's not, and the fans, the fans making it last. You know, there's, yeah. yeah I, I remember one time I got thrown out of the ring and I went to grab a chair. Right. I, I, and I, I want to say it was against the Ballard Brothers, but I go to grab this chair. And the lady wouldn't give me a damn chair. <laughs> her and I are fighting over the chair in the middle of the damn, in the audience. She won't give me her chair. <laughs> I, I'm ready to go fight with her chair and she won't give it to me. And you got <laughs> Certainly have to rip it out of her hands, and, and she's mad. Yeah, it, it's those things that uh, you just don't know what's coming, and that's the that was the fun of it is you just don't know what situation is going to show up next, and you're going to have to adapt to it. Uh, you know, I remember some fights that uh, you end up out there in the concession stands, you know, and you see it in WWE every once in a while, right? They'll yeah. fight, they'll go around, and um, it was down in uh, Santa Maria, I think, it was. and we were fighting and. Uh, I got thrown over toward the popcorn thing. And I'll be damned, my opponent didn't grab a bag of popcorn and start shoving it down my truck. It's just that stuff. And you're like, how am I supposed to sell that? <laughs> you know? Right, right. But it, it, I think it's that. I think that's the road stories that it, it's the guys. And, and then obviously, Angels Camp, there's a gunfight. And you're like, <laughs> that's You know, and you don't know. It really took a while because you just saw, you'd hear the pow. And, You'd see a guy fall over in the street. You'd see another one, another one. And then another guy come out this way. And you're like, I'm just trying to hang this poster for my show. <laughs> I was like, dude, I got a title match here in an hour. What the hell are we doing? You know? <laughs> I, I remember uh, the thing I remember from Angels Camp that I always find hilarious was at the time, it, it was like when you work your match, and I think this was, I don't know if this was a Donovan or Modest thing. It's like you don't go out in the crowd and, and, and hang out. Like you're done with your match, you stay in the back unless unless you're going to sell merch in, during intermission. But other than that, because a lot of the boys would do that, they'd wrestle and then they they go in the crowd and they're just looking at the match. And it was like a no, it was a, a big no. But Angels Camp didn't draw that many people. There were more workers than people in the crowd. And I remember you said yeah. like, "Well, fuck, maybe we should go out after our match and just fucking fill up the seats." <laughs> That's it. And, you know, it was uh, it, that came from APW too. But we weren't really allowed out after a match. Even Jim Wars, even Jim Wars, they didn't want us to go out there. You know, and it was. I understand why the guys wanted to go out there. Number one, we're wrestling fans too. But you learn, and, and you get to see things. And um, you know, uh, Robert made me laugh because. Uh, I had this new move, 
right? And I did it in my match. And he was watching from the back, like at the curtain. I right? taking his head through the curtain. He watched me do this, this, this new move I've been working on for like a week. And I do it, and I hit it just like, you know, and I end up getting, I, I pin the guy out. I come walking back there, and he said, you know, why did you take my move? And I, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, that's my move. Is this Robert Thompson? Never, you said this is Robert Thompson? This is Robert Thompson. Uh-huh. I said, I said, brother, I didn't take your move. He goes, yes, you did. You watch. My match is next. You watch. That's my move. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's pain news, too. You know, I mean, you come up with something, and he, don't get me wrong, he's joking. Uh, right. He, he took it for about a week and then he said, I had, you know, <laughs> uh, he was, he was the first one to ever hit me with a chair was Robert Thompson. And, uh, I think that was the first, uh, King of Indies. He did that. Uh, you think that's fake. I tell you, it's not, <laughs> no, that's, that's them hitting you with a chair. One thing I forgot to ask you earlier when it came to training, APW would do this all the time and it would drive me insane. And I don't, I don't think iron did it, but the clapping, you do a forward roll, you clap, the next guy comes in and does it. That would just drive we didn't me do nuts. That. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understand you're trying to, uh, you know, get people's confidence up. And they know if they did it right. Uh, you know, I, I mean, what are we going to do in a match? Okay, you do this great schoolboy bump in the match, and, and I'll be dead. I, I should have started clapping. That probably would have been a fantastic uh, uh, gimp. <laughs> as you hit a big move, you stand up and give him a little clap, and, and then go on to a new move, right? The hip toss. Oh, we're going to clap that too, right? <laughs> I, I, who was it? Rob Van Dam that used to pat himself on the back. That's probably a takeoff. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Or the, uh, 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 Barry Horowitz would do the. That's right. That, yeah. There you go. And, and But we should have done the clapping. I wish you had told me that back in APW because I'd have done it. That, that's, that's my fault. <laughs> you don't you want to say something. You give a guy a snap and then you clap. <laughs> Look at that. You won't cry. They give me the belly. Oh my God. That would have been fun. But, yeah, uh, but I, would record, I would record a lot of those trainings and I was like literally like this, like looking over like, why are they fucking clapping after every fucking thing? <laughs> yeah. and, and iron didn't do that we, we didn't. No, yeah i think that that got lost i i imagine that got lost even in apw at some point because i don't remember it being at the end of apw but i know my first class uh yeah <laughs> this is great. man that would have been an awesome gimmick <laughs> I, I, see i wish i could go back today oh I man uh, i'd do that one so just to you know tie this all together um you know, I know you said you're hurt, so maybe that's why you decided to retire, but why did you decide to retire, and what were some of the things that you found disappointed uh, from the business? Uh, injury is why I, I finally got back. Right. Uh, I, I have a business, and I couldn't do my business hurt the way I was hurt. Uh, and, and at that point, feeding my kids was top priority in my life, you know, and uh, I don't regret it at all. I don't regret the business at all. Uh, but that that's why I retired. I, I just, I don't think my body was going to take much more of what I was doing. Today. Right. Uh, the doctors are right. You know, I can do it for a while and, and then things give up on you, you know, and, and some of you still will live with today. You know, there's, there's numb spots on our bodies. Just things are dead. And it, 
they're not going to ever fix themselves. Right. Uh, disappointments in the business. I'm sure at the time I felt there was disappointments in certain aspects of the business. And uh, now, nah, I don't, I don't, I'm not disappointed. I'd, I'd do it again if my body would hold up for it. I, I'd love every bit of it because it's, uh, it was one of the better segments of my life that uh, I'll never forget wrestling and what it's done for me. And, um, you know, there's, there's part of wrestling that you can take forward with you. And that, you know, it's, it's that you can endure some stuff, you know, that you can, you can take some beating in this world and, and not worry about it. You know, and stand back up and, uh, you know, move forward. And so wrestling was good for that. You know, there, there is some disappointments in the business. There's, you know, there's people that everybody pays their money. There are people that paid their money and they didn't pay no dues. They didn't go anywhere in the business. They never will. But, you know, it's kind of like they, it's almost like they detract from people that are really trying. And, you know, then there's people that paid their money and paid their dues and, and, and they still do very well. Just, but that's just life, you know? I mean, we're not all gifted athletes, you know? I mean, you don't want me to go swing a golf club. It's not going to work out well. So some people probably, you know, but they were, I don't hold anything. Uh, I, I, I am grateful for them. I'm proud for them because they had a dream. And even though their body wasn't agreeing to that dream, they, they didn't care. They went out there and did it. And, and they tried. And you can't ever hammer somebody for, for going out there and, and trying. You just, you know, you just can't. So I, I learned a lot from it. And, and I was just years later. I mean, I was, we've been 10, 11, 12 years since then. So and I don't, you know, as you get older, you change your views on some things. I don't think there's, a, it, it's a tough, it's a tough. I think pro wrestling is a, sorry about that. I think pro wrestling is a young man's sport. That was a nice talk, by the way. Hey, that was a nice hey. talk. <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice uh, schoolboy right there. <laughs> I, I think that um, it's a young man's sport. And there is politics in wrestling. But I think that the hard work and paying your dues will triumph over the politics of it as long as you're willing to go, you know, give it your all. So I, I don't think there's any. The only regret I have is I wish some of it would have lasted a lot longer. I wish my body would have lasted a lot longer. I was certainly getting the opportunities, um, you know, and I owe that to, you know, Roland, Donovan, Vinny, Mike Modest. I mean, that, that list is long. It's long, right. you know. <clears throat> There's a lot of people that do things for you, and you may not think much of it, but those people helped you. You know, you got the Tom Casters, you got you. They come out there and uh, nobody's paying you, but you're out there every show practices every gym wars you're you're in the ring you're doing these things you're coming up with ideas you come up with angles all those things have to work together right and then you got to get extremely lucky and that's just you know uh, don't get injured don't do these things but you got to put it on the line so i, I don't have regrets and I, I, I loved it all i just i wish it would have lasted longer for all of us i think that uh, iron 
iron going forward. Uh, you know, I, I wish uh, APW was, you know, all of that. I think I love the business. I don't want to see it fail. Right. Uh, I love I, I love the entertainment value of it. I, you know, maybe not so much now, but, you know, you watch it on TV and you're like, again, right. But you even see, uh, even, you know, and uh, this one's been played to death, but, you know, mankind coming off the cage and mankind getting choked playing through the cage. My God, he put it on the line. And, and a lot of it has to do with his love of the business. And I think that the love of all of, all of our love in that business is what keeps pro wrestling moving. Right. Well, thanks a lot, Bart Claxon. Uh, you're always a good dude. You know, you, uh, you overcame a lot, you know, even just before you got into the business, you know, like you just said, what you talked about when we first started, man, like you overcame a lot, you beat the odds. And uh, thanks, thanks for being a guest on the podcast, man. It's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. I'm glad we had this opportunity to have this conversation. We hadn't talked in a while. No, it's been awesome, brother. Uh, last time we talked was uh, that fundraiser. And yeah. uh, I, I always love talking and being around you. You're fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that you were part of my wrestling career. Uh, I know it was part of your wrestling career, too. You know what you were doing in the wrestling business. And, right. uh, and, and, and I, I, I really enjoy the fact that I, I know I can call on you anytime. If I have a project, I know you're going to help. Uh, but even if I don't have a project, you're one of those guys I'd, I'd hang out with and just have a good time with. And, and I'm proud I get to call you a friend. So Likewise, uh, man. I, I appreciate you reaching out and uh, I'm glad I got to do this. I really do. And anytime you want me to do anything, give me a ring, brother. Uh, I'm in. Thank you. All right. Brother. I appreciate it. You have it. a great weekend. Uh, you too. And thank you for watching in the handshake. We'll see you next time.